<laughs> Hello, welcome to Divine CEO and the Women of Power show with Trina Ramsey. Trina, it's so great to be here with you. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Thank you so much, Laura, for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Oh. I'm filled up and I have been really looking forward to this today, this conversation today. I've been looking forward to it from the moment you said yes to coming on to being here on the Women of Power show because you are a presence and a force of, of wisdom and you have a lot to share. And you, you write in the magazine in Divine CEO and I know I've read your articles and I know the depth and the um, the immensity of of what you do and what you bring to the world and how you um, assist and guide people to live their best lives. So Trina, I'd I'd like to um, oh before we oh we have Bonnie here. Hi Bonnie, <laughs> good to be with you. So excited to participate. Yes, it's great that you're here, Bonnie. <laughs> My sister friend, and I'd like. Your sister friend, my sister friend, she's here. It's great. Um, Trina is a professionally trained life coach specializing in personal transformation and career transition. With 20 years of experience in business and management, Trina is a people person and a change agent. And Trina was trained by IPEC coaching and she's learned the entire spectrum of coaching, including careers, personal goal setting, relationships, spiritual health, wealth, finances. Um, Trina is also executive producer for special projects at Life Coach Radio Networks and uh, hosts Career Talk um, with Coach Trina, where she has reached over 10,000 listeners since 2014. And Trina started her business um, in 2009 and has spent 15 years also as a non-profit fundraiser for great organizations um, that are doing amazing humanitarian work around the world. And Trina has, prior to this, had small business experience and is always up for a challenge and um, has left a lucrative position to really follow her heart and make the way clear to, to do what is her sole purpose. So I'm just so that we've got a lot to talk about today, Trina. I don't think an hour is going to be enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you, Laura. You're, you're so kind. You're so kind. Oh, well, you know, it's, it's, brilliant to know, to know what you're doing. And I want to ask you, Trina, what is your superpower or what are your superpowers? If yeah, you have more than so I would say there's two. The first one is love. It just is, you know, I came from humble beginnings. I'm sure we're going to get into some of that. And um, when you grow up disadvantaged, you realize, and I, I certainly um, benefit from the kindness of strangers and from the kindness of family members who supported myself and my sisters and, you know, through my academic career. And so love is just kind of how I walk through the world. And so I'm always mm -hmm. about paying it forward. And that's really what drew me to nonprofits. That's what drew me to becoming a coach as well. Mm -hmm. And then the other is resilience. And so I've been through mm -hmm. a, a number of, of challenges and tragedies in my life. I lost my mom when I was 14 to suicide and she she was dealing with ongoing challenges with mental health. She was seeking treatment and she just, you know, you know, she just couldn't do it anymore. So 
So that really shifted me completely. And also really formed this kind of achiever mentality. And I also yeah. you know, continued moving forward. So I've been through bankruptcy, divorce, um, job loss, you know, getting pushed out of a job. You know, when, when, when a woman of color rises to the top, sometimes they become a very big target. And there's a thing called the glass ceiling and you just get pushed right over the edge. And, and I'm here. And I'm here. Oh, yes. And do you believe that um, or do you feel that these challenges, the gifts of these challenges have um, have really enabled you with your decision to be a coach? Because I know um, from my own experience of saying uh, uh, to be a coach or a spiritual practitioner, that my own experiences really helped me to see others and to know the pain that others may be going through and do you think for you that's the same very or much a so. similar experience very much so i'm um i'm i'm a bit empathic um i've realized that in recent years and so i i have a big heart for other people i chose not to go into social work because I, i'm a little bit too empathic i felt like i would be taking people home and giving them money and you know all the all those kinds of things uh, but that is part, a big part. Like I want to help other people to be freed from pain, hardship. And I know that I'm not, I'm not unique. I am unique, but I'm not like, I didn't do this on my own. And so I just feel like I, it is incumbent upon me to pay it forward and to be a part of the healing that we need light workers in this world today. There's so many. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I I really, I hear what you say because you said this before, before we went live when we were kind of doing the show anyway. <laughs> we started the show before we went live, just to let you know if you're watching here, um, that you said you're a woman of faith and that you didn't do this on your own. You knew there was a power that was um, greater that was, that you were using, at, you know, to really heal your life and to, turn uh turn your life around and what how important is that for you uh, yes how important is that faith for you absolutely Trina? i know um that god has had his hand on me and my sisters and our family from very beginning and um, one of my favorite scriptures is all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Mm. And I've seen that happen in my life over and over and <laughs> over again. And so it just is, um, it, I instilled it in my, my children, my partner, he is a man of faith. It's just really important to understand because, you know, there is a greater power and there are things that are not coincidences. Like me, even me and you, it's not a coincidence. Yeah. You know, Bonnie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and so I believe that all of that is in, in concert with one another. And then it's it's important for us as individuals to listen and to be ready to do the work and to be be willing to be open and to heal and to be vulnerable. All of those things make a big difference because we can walk through life with blinders on, even with God in our corner. But if we're not willing to do what we need to do, it's, yeah, we're not going to get as far. 
Oh yes, it's that um it's that knowing that when we reach out that our, you know the hand is put in our hand and we have help and until we reach out you know we 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 have to do our part don't we by taking that step forward. Yeah. And do you believe that um coaching I'm just wondering from your perspective do you believe that the coaching industry or coaches as a whole in general now are becoming much more receptive to spirituality? and faith um, from when you started on your journey as a coach, where it may have been quite analytical and business oriented. Yeah, you know, I had never thought about that, but I think that's true. I think the world has gone through yeah. um, an awakening around spirituality. And, and also I think there's an opening, you know, an acceptance of, you know, for me, I don't believe there's one right way. I believe that it's up right. to us to, to, figure out our path, figure out what works for us. And, um, and just even things like yoga and meditation, yes. all of those things, there's these meditation apps that is all part of our healing journey as well. And so, um, yes. while I'm not a Bible thumper, like I actually couldn't tell you what the name, the verse, the chapter and verse that I just quoted, um, it is a, just a part of me. And I do think that there's a lot of coaches who are really heart-centered and spirit-centered yes. and, and that we join together to, to you know, help to support people's healing in the world. Yes, because there's so much happening now that seemingly is beyond our control, you know, with, with politics and religion and all sorts in every area, education and, um, violence and um it's all happening isn't it it feels like a big melting pot of we'll choose the thing that could really trigger us and make and and bring up fears for our lives and there's something there for you know for for that to happen so it takes a lot to stay in a, how do you do that personally to stay in the world as balanced harmonized knowing that god is always here mm. it, if do you ever get a crisis of faith? Well, certainly have gone through some things. My my children are both adults now and they've both gone through health challenges and financial challenges. And, you know, so, and I talk to them about how life is a roller coaster. You know, so you have your ups and your downs and your downs are, you know, you can always rebound. Um, I do think that for me, I've, I just certainly have gone through really big, challenging losses, and I choose to focus on the positive. Um, there are yeah. some people that actually I've been criticized for that, um, believe it or not. But I don't care. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> and it's an individual choice. It's our own, your own journey, and what you what whatever gets you through. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm interested because your group is called, and your book, let's call, let's talk about your book for, first of all, because the group kind of leads on from this. Just Do You. This is your book. And I know you have a, and it's on your website and it's, people can purchase this book. Yeah. What is this book about? And what was the inspiration wow. for that title? I love it. Yeah. It's called Just yeah. Do You, A Declaration of Independence from Guilt, Obligation and Shame. And I started writing. Oh, those three things. 
lovely cocktail. Yeah, I have to I have to thank my editor yeah. Kim Brown of Minerva Rising. She was my partner in bringing this to life and my my writing coach. And we we like poured over this title and the subtitle and the you know, the cover and everything and to to get it just right. But that is really part of it what my life has been, you know, um being, you know, feeling guilty sometimes about things that I did or didn't do. If you're a parent, you're going to feel guilty about some stuff, you know, because yeah. you make a lot of mistakes, sure. you know. Uh, but I was I was journaling when I was turning 50. And I was like, your birthday's coming up. You learned some things. And I, I was going back and forth to work on the train in Washington, D.C. And I got up to 76 lessons. And I was like, wait, this is something more. And I had tried to write a book before and it was like too generic. And I, I just lost interest in the process. But this, Kim really helped me to kind of pull out the, the best 50 lessons, 50, I was turning 50. I work with women who are over 40. In their, I used to say, here's 40s, fabulous 50s, sensational 60s and beyond. And I wanted something. We're all busy. We, you know, people don't read as much as they used to. And so there's 50 lessons. There's a the index. There's also a um, a page to take notes, and there's a there's an affirmation, and it's a really an opportunity for people because I don't you know I'm not the authority on life. It's just my perspective, and then you can actually bring your own perspective into it and and talk about what resonates for you. That's amazing, and so you so the book is actually a compilation of your journaling what really has come through you authentically yeah. as your journey through journaling. Yeah, absolutely. That's beautiful. Thank you. Because I love that because it feels so natural. It feels as if it's not forced. You didn't sit down to, to write a book. It's a part of you and you're sharing that because it helped you. And then you're passing it on, passing it on to other women. Yes. yes. Thank you. I think that's so powerful. Can you read something from the book? Oh my, okay. Is there something? Sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Welcome here to the Women of Power show. Okay. Welcome, welcome. All right. <laughs> Bonnie's here. And uh, if you're here, if you're here watching, feel gotta, free I to ask. I got to change from my kids. kids' glasses to my, um, to my progressives. Oh, well, Trina just <laughs> prepares herself. That's okay. Okay. Oh, Bonnie's saying finally a book for us that, that, that are overly responsible for uh, those in our, finally a book for us that are overly responsible for yes, those in, in our lives. Yes, Perfect. Absolutely. I'm going to put you on the big screen. I'm coming out. while. Okay. Awesome. So there are 50 lessons. This is lesson number four, live with no regrets. When I was younger, I used to weigh all my decisions carefully. I was afraid of offending someone or making the wrong decision. I spent more time than I care to admit worrying about what people would think of me. As I've gotten older, I've realized my happiness is up to me and nobody else. I no longer worry about what people will think of my decisions. I, I seek God's guidance when making major moves and then step out on faith. Sometimes things work out and sometimes they don't. But I am enjoying the ride. I feel so much freer now. Of course, it can be scary at times, but that's part of the juice as well. I remember the first time I went on a ropes course. I had to walk on a beam between two trees a good 20 feet in the air. I was harnessed so it was safe, but I was terrified. 
Once I pulled it off, I leapt into the air to float to the ground. It felt like I was flying, so exhilarating. So here's the thing. I cannot imagine how much more fulfilling my life would be if I had allowed myself the same freedom when I was younger. But I still have the rest of my life ahead, and so do you. Oh, you heard it here on the Women of Power show with Trina Ramsey. Just do you. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> and you have a group as well. Thank you for reading from your book. You, it's you. beautiful. I love that bit that you said you're flying free. If only you would have done, let yourself do that when you were younger. Mm -hmm. We can't always see it, though, can we? when we look back. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I wish. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do now to fly free? What's your, what would be your equivalent, do you think, of that Ooh. now? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. You know, as I've gotten older, I'm, I'm 57 now. And as I've gotten older, I've become just more and more attuned to what's important to me and how, right. how it makes me feel. And so I've made some major decisions like moving to the San Francisco Bay Area um, in 2019. Didn't have family here. I knew two people. And um, I have put down roots here and I actually met a fabulous guy here and we are getting married in October. Oh, congratulations. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. So um, I'm grateful. Wow. Oh my gosh, this is on Facebook. This people are, are going to learn some things today. How it is. <laughs> You can't say no now. No, no, <laughs> no. We are, we, are, we are in it. We are in it. And I'm just really <laughs> grateful. So I think truly it's it's listening to your inner compass and that whole, that, that old adage, fear to fe feel the fear and do it anyway. Fear and do it yeah. anyway. And that's really where I am. And that's part of also kind of this space that I'm in now after nurturing this business on the side for 14 years, I knew that I could only get it to a certain point unless I let go and devoted myself full time. And so that's what I'm doing. And I have to tell you, I have so much more peace, less stress, more balance, I'm working out more, I'm getting more, more sleep, all of those things. We get to choose ourselves always. Oh, that's such a great thing to say. We get to choose ourselves. I'm so used to hearing we get to choose what we think, what we say, to choose ourselves. That's powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's something I want to ask you about that. I'm not going to forget because I just want to get to Bonnie because she's okay. asking here to clarify on her question. Oh, here we go. Finally, um, what, what is the major takeaway from your book Bonnie would like to know? Yeah. So um, Just Do You is really about just that choosing yourself and yeah. flipping the narrative. We as women have been socialized to be in service to others, to sacrifice ourselves to our jobs, our, our families, our significant others. Um, you know, some of us are dealing with failing parents. You know, there's a lot, yes. our churches, our community groups, there's a lot that we can get pulled into and we are in charge of our lives. Full stop. We're in charge. We get to say, and not everybody's going to like what you decide to do. But if you spend your life 
worrying about pleasing other people and not really focusing on yourself, then you really are robbing yourself of the opportunity of living a full, free, and joyous life. It doesn't mean there's not going to be problems or challenges, but mm-hmm. yes, that's also part of the journey is, is actually stepping into that and, and building that resilience and learning how to rebound if something you tried didn't work out. You, there's other things, you know. And that's your other or one of your superpowers, resilience as well. Yes. Having that resilience. Yes. Yes. So do you believe that um, or can you see in your own life where those limited or those limitations that might be holding us back that you say as women, yes, we we're held back by a, a, a whole story of how we should be operating in this world. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always fit <laughs> with how we want to operate in this world. And do you think that often that story is people that from people that aren't even still in our lives, they're not even still alive. We're just holding on to this 100% idea that we've been given. 100%. We have, you know, we can take in, especially if it's a parent or some other authority figure and they've just, you know, they've, you know, drilled into you certain ways of being or certain rules about what the world is like and who you are. And, you know, one of the things is, you know, about our work lives, you know, are a lot of times parents can instill certain values about having a good job, having the retirement, making money, the salary, the title. And, and there are plenty of people who, who are in work situations that are hurting them, that are making them miserable. And so, Part of my work as a coach is to tap into what are those outdated beliefs and how can we rewire mm-hmm. and replace that with a new belief. And so what was your, dis- why, why did you decide, because you were working a lot or are you still working a lot with nonprofit organizations and helping people in the nonprofit world to really um, well, I don't know exactly what you were exactly doing, but it sounds like you were helping them to have successful nonprofit yeah. organizations from a fundraising point. Yes, yes. I was you. a... Um, and what... Oh, go ahead. I know, go on. You, um, you so go yeah, on. I you spent were... um, about 25 years as a nonprofit fundraiser and I got to the C-suite. So the last five years of my career was as an executive. Um, so leading fundraising, communications, all kind of all the external facing stuff. Um, yeah, so go ahead, your question. And what do you think that that you you can take from that or you can share with us from that about the, the, the way that the mentality of people that that want to, that are doing amazing things in the world and they're doing it from a place of service, knowing that it's not necessarily because they're going to have, you know, a, a multi-billion or a multi million dollar um or they might you know but what do you think the um like the way we're we're going now in in the world where people are becoming much more more conscious and aware of the other and more conscious of our planet and what what's really needed here in terms of how we're looking after this planet how we're taking care how we're taking response social responsibility yeah. So do you think that um that for you there's still something in there that you'd be 
really helping people who have conscious businesses to um to help those people to really open up to to um to doing good in the world and is 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 that your is, are those your clients still yeah. as a coach well, thank you thank you for that so yeah. um really my so i work with um women over 40 kind of all that whole just do you mentality that we just talked about so it spans you know, sometimes you're in a relationship that's not good for you, et cetera. Now that I am not working in the nonprofit sector, there are a lot of people who work for nonprofits who are dealing with a lot of the same self-sacrificial tropes. And um, and because nonprofits tend to be under-resourced, you know, you might be wearing multiple hats. You might be working very long hours. You know, a, a pay increase is not necessarily guaranteed in the budget. There's a space where I want to both help nonprofits to raise money, help them with their stewardship and governance. I've worked with nonprofit boards for years, done board training, help leaders in terms of how they are leading. There's a lot of leaders who actually um, don't walk the talk. So they might be telling their, their employees, oh, make sure you take your vacation time. But in the meantime, they don't take vacation time or they're, you know, emailing people at 11 o'clock at night or they just are, you know, and, and they're showing up to work like completely stressed and and people are worried about them. That's not being a good leader because you're not no. in balance and you're harming yourself. And there's something about proving that we still are carrying in our workplace. And I think people who work for yeah. nonprofits also, um, they want to do good in the world. And so there's that added pressure of, well, I don't want to let down the starving people or the people who need a habitat house or the people who, you know, we're doing political reform or, you know, working internationally. There's all the good work that is needed in the world. And I do think, to your point, that it's important to call other people in. Um, and you don't have to work for a nonprofit to be doing good. Nonprofits always need no. board, board members to support. They certainly need money. <laughs> they need dollars. You know, you can deepen your commitment to a nonprofit that you care about. You can volunteer. There's a lot of ways to get involved. And, and it also really touches that place in your heart when you are making a contribution to the world. Very long-winded answer, but thank you. No, that's beautiful. It's not at all because it feels what I'm feeling is, is that you're, you care about humanity full stop. That's it. You care about people and you care about people being the, the best leaders that they can be, whether it's for nonprofit, whether it's for their lives, whether it's in their relationships, mm -hmm. whether it's with their finances or their health, mm -hmm. you help people to really know the, the beauty of who they are. That's what I'm feeling. Yes. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's why That's I what I'm feeling. love as my superpower. Yes. Love. Let's have another. Oh, we've had the takeaway from the book. Thank you, Bonnie. <laughs> Welcome here to the Women of Power show. We are here with Trina Ramsey and Trina's sharing about her life and her work and, um, and the opportunities to work with her also with her Just Do You group. You have it as a group as well. That's what I wanted to, to ask yes, you. Yes. The book obviously informs the group. Yes, yes. So have a group of um, 
passionate, fun, um, powerful women. And we have a Facebook group. I also, of course, do things, you know, kind of small group programs. I have a program that I started a couple years ago called Sweet Freedom. And I started that. It's basically kind of just do you 2.0. It's really kind of drilling into that. um, What is it that is holding you and keeping you in bondage? Is it another person? Is it a career or a job that's not serving you? Is it mm-hmm. living in a place that doesn't bring you joy? Then you've always wanted to live somewhere else. There are things you talked about, the limiting beliefs that we will have, the the ways that we may have inherited something from other people in our lives. And now we've decided that this is the truth. You know, sw- the sweet freedom methodology is really helping people to kind of face it and crack it open and, and mm. be more free to choose differently. So I'm also um, taking on, I have a 90 day program, individual. I've run a couple small groups with that, but this this time I'm only taking on VIP clients if they wanna kind of spend 90 days with me, figuring that out and being kind of facing into that because they wanna do something different. And sometimes you don't even know what it is, but you know that you're like miserable. Mm. And so I really help drill down and, Sometimes it's career. Sometimes it's like there's somebody in your life that you need to set boundaries with um, yes. or get away from, period. You know, all of those things. Yes. And can you speak to this if there is somebody watching or not at any point? This I'm not saying watching right now, but if there's somebody who's at some point watching this Women of Power show who feels they're at that point in their lives, who feels that they can't see the next step they can't take the next you know decision they don't know what to do they they're they're immersed in um not only maybe stuck but feeling completely debilitated with how do i get my life back on track into some level of of um functioning yeah what would you say to that person yeah thank you yeah thank you for asking that question um it's never too late to make a new decision. Um, it's never too late to choose yourself. It's never too late to realize that you have a bright future ahead of you. I work with women who are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond. And I have some clients who have taken a leap to do a big career change um, or have you know, gotten out of a horrible relationship or have relocated and now are doing amazing things in different spaces. Um, So do what you need to do. And sometimes you will need a coach. You might need a therapist. You might need somebody to be in partnership with you to really figure that out. And um, Laura, I want to, that, that's my old website that's still live. My new website is justdoyouinstitute.com. Love it. We have a new website here coming up. <laughs> Justdoyou.com, of course. Justdoyouinstitute.com. Justdoyouinstitute. Yeah. So now what I'd like to ask you, Trina, in the same light, when you made that decision 
and you said, right, I'm going to make these changes for, for myself. Mm -hmm. And however easy or difficult or challenging or not challenging that was, what changed for you in a really amazing way? Mm, okay. So I think the And that doesn't when I say amazing, it doesn't mean it was positive. I mean it was like it changed something. Yeah. And it was good that you changed it. Yeah. 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 I think the the um the most significant decision was when I moved to the West Coast. My um my son was a junior in college. My daughter was living with me um in Maryland. And there was something, you know, I have always been, I live in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, and I've always been kind of enamored of it, enjoyed it when I, and I always had this, well, it's too expensive there, I can't live there, you know, and this opportunity came that, you know, kind of like, they pursued me and kind of met, you know, kind of shattered my thoughts about what what I could do and what's affordable, and then I actually was able to kind of like slowly bring my children along and have them understand that this was a I'm you know I was divorced for 15 years at the time so um and very much kind of in a more of a primary parent kind of a role and uh you know I I just got to say I'm I'm doing this to choose myself uh and it was very hard as a mother to choose to move across the country from your children and I didn't know what was going to happen. I knew that the job seemed interesting. And I knew that, you know, in my 50s, that I got to make a decision for myself. I got to put myself first. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful that you're sharing this because it's that going back to that guilt thing, isn't it, of <laughs> our children can be the, the biggest and greatest guilt <laughs> activators for our lives. <laughs> Um, even when we know they're safe and they're good and everything's fine and we can get on and do what we've, we've dreamed of doing. And yet there are, there can be th those beliefs and ideas. Well, I better be here just in case. Right. 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 And that, now that's not to say because both of them had their major health issues while I was living in California and one of them during a the pandemic. So, you know, making a choice like that, you're also kind of accepting the back end you know, the rest of the choice, yeah. uh, which was very difficult, but we are, I, I want to say we're closer than ever, you know? And so there are, and I, I met my second act love out here. So, Oh, wow. He likes to say, I, you took a leap. Yes. You took a leap of faith. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. You did what you said in the book. If you'd have flown free as a when you were younger, <laughs> you're doing it now. You're catching up <laughs> with exactly. the And now I'm doing the same thing with my with my career and my business. You know, I was only making so much in the business because having such a you know kind of immersive career in nonprofits, being in the C suite, you know, it you gotta know I didn't have a lot of time to put into my business. Sometimes I flat out put it down like okay we're gonna pause for six months we're gonna pause for a year and at the same time I know that there's more that's available to me and that there are more people that I get to serve because I said yes to doing this thing full time this is really powerful let's talk about this because there's that fear that can be really hold us back from taking 
taking that leap, saying yes to really committing mm -hmm. to what's in our heart, our yeah. soul purpose, you know, where we know we're called and yet there's the logical brain stuff going on on, oh, well, if I do that, that might happen or how will I survive or where's the money going to, so what was the kind of thing that where you just said, that's it, I'm doing it. Yeah. You know, I'm just um, going to. I actually went through a health scare myself. I was starting to have chest pain. Mm. And you know, that's kind of like, okay, God's like, hello. <laughs> it's time to do something yeah. different. Uh, and what I tell my clients is really look at the worst case scenario and actually imagine it. Imagine what that's going to be. Bring it to life so that you can actually see that even the worst case scenario is always recoverable. You know, you can always get another job. You could, you know, find something else. If you decide to move away somewhere, even if you decide to move to another country and then you decide that's not where I want to live, you can move back, you know, but, but to me, the tragedy is in not trying. There is a, um, a really, I love this video that features Michael Jordan and he talks about you know, he's so renowned for being, you know, well, now it's LeBron is the one that everybody talks about. But at the time, you know, talking about, you know, how excellent he was. But the whole video talked about the times that he failed, the times that he didn't make the winning shot, the times that he lost right. the game, you know, his free throw percentages. He said, I failed over and over and over again. And this is why I went. Yeah. And hearing that from somebody that then we see in the public eye who's actually a huge star and success and may still be striving in some ways to achieve what they want to achieve, but yet they've got over that that initial hurdle. Um, those stories are always very powerful, aren't they, mm -hmm. to, to know. And there are so many people, women, that have done this and that I can look at as role models and think, yeah, you know, my life is easy <laughs> compared to what some women have gone through Absolutely. as the trailblazers to, to allow it for me, to allow it for you who they really struggle. 100%. 100%. And yes, there are so many, there are so many. Yeah. We stand on their shoulders and I'm grateful. Yes. Yes. And so, what would you say is your, do you have a spiritual practice? That's one thing I wanted to ask you. Do, or do you have a, do you have a practice that brings you to, to that place of whew, every day, yeah. a ritual, yeah. a practice, a time yeah. for yourself? Would you share it? Would you mind sharing it with us? Oh yeah, not at all. So I'm, uh, since I've been working for myself, I'm like recalibrating, but I used to get up really early, like 6.30 and have kind of like morning me time. And so it's a combination of journaling, meditation. I'm back on my um, Bible reading plan and I'm behind already. Um, <laughs> and I have a, a collection of different um, spirit-based prompt journals that I use right. um, for women. Um, I don't have any of them with me right now. So I just kind of pick like, okay, I'm going to work with this one today, you know, and it really gives me right. an opportunity to, to connect with myself and to quiet myself um, in order yeah. to, to focus moving forward. 
Um, and that is just, I, I can't, I can't stress that enough. Yeah. For me, if it's not done in the morning, then it's harder to catch up with yourself because our days get so full. We have appointments and this and that and whatever. And um, yes. similarly with walking, I, even during the pandemic, actually lived where I could walk by water. And so I would go walk, have my um, meditation app. So I'd walk, sit on a bench, do my meditation and walk back home. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I just also, you know, just having a good prayer life. And I, I'm I'm the type of prayer that it's just like where when it hits me or if I'm, you know, in a conversation with someone and like, do you want to pray right now? You know, and, and then we'll pray. Um, and my daughter did it mm. about a week ago. And I asked her to pray about something. She said, well, let's pray now. And so, you know, it's like, oh. that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, that's really beautiful. And to have that, that opportunity to do that together as well, yes. that's really yeah. powerful. Mm -hmm. Bonnie is here with her uh, question for both of us. How do, we, how do you coach or guide someone that doesn't have a spiritual practice? Um, that's a brilliant question. That is, I love that it. Is a, do you want to go first, Trina? Um, <laughs> sure. You know, so I, I think that our, I certainly don't, you know, um, kind of, try to dictate how others should live their lives. But I do hold that space. Um, when I'm working with someone, we actually do some, you know, evaluations on all the areas of our lives because usually people come to me yeah. for one thing that they want to move forward. Right. A lot of times it's career related. Sometimes it's, you know, I'm just stuck, you know, and so having that space to really think about where are the areas that you're, that are the, the, where there's the deepest deficit. And sometimes it's not a place that they want to focus. And right. so I do encourage, uh, at a minimum, I encourage, you know, you know, there's lots of, you know, more, it's more of a secular practice to, to use a headspace yes. or a calm app yes. or something like that to really at least give yourself space to breathe. Yeah to breathe and to be and to kind of still the, um, the, you know, the cacophony, the chatter. Head, you know, it's beyond chatter. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. a drama. <laughs> yes, for sure. For sure. So, <laughs> so I think it's important to at least, you know, have that time to, to do something that is calming and nourishing. And sometimes it's, sometimes it's bedtime. You know, sometimes if people have a hard time getting to sleep, yes you know, do, having an app like that, or even having some type of um, ambient sound to allow you to kind of, kind of just be and not like be on the devices and everything can be helpful. Okay, your mm. turn. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I ditto all of that, for, for Bonnie, I ditto all of that. And I, I think for me also, it's the importance of not so much a claiming it or naming it as a spiritual practice um more if somebody doesn't have a, um whatever anybody's beliefs are or not that's perfect it's as you say it's this opportunity to um i'd use the breath as a as a even without the headspace and which are great the those apps you know because for for many of us we also need to have that music or a dialogue or a 
guidance in a meditation. And I also um, um, recommend um, tuning into the breath mm -hmm. and breathe, you know, slow breathing and holding and then exhaling. And physiologically, that's going to have such a, um, an impact on our bodies, our mental awareness, our state, and of course, our connection to, to peace. Yeah. And I think that's the that's the piece that we miss sometimes is that our lives are so busy. There's so much going on. Even when we're, there's not a lot going on, we get good at distracting ourselves with stuff that we think we should be doing. <laughs> and so, just be in this peace. Yes, is a healing tonic. So um, that's how that's how I would uh, how how I would um, would guide somebody that maybe wouldn't want to be interested in spirituality or spiritual practice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Oh, Bonnie, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> and so we're here with Trina Ramsey, and Trina is the author of Just Do You and the, uh, the group Just Do You. So you can find that on Facebook as well, her group. And Trina is an immense leader and coach and lover of life and uh, guides people to their best, mm. the best, the best versions of who, who they be. And Trina also recently said yes to writing in, cause you are a writer. Mm -hmm. You are an author. You are a natural, <laughs> you're a natural writer, aren't you? It flows through. And, um, and you're writing in the magazine in divine CEO, which by the way, I will put this here. There's the link to Divine CEO where you can download that for free and you can discover more of Trina and other wisdom writers that are in the magazine. And I'm very, so humbled and grateful for your yes to be a part of this project of Divine CEO. It's beautiful. Oh my gosh. It's, um, it's so, there's so many amazing women who are part of this community. And I'm just really grateful for the opportunity to contribute and also to learn alongside these amazing women. So thank you for your invitation to yeah. be a part of your community and oh. your invitation to be here as well. Oh, thank you for your yes, your yes, yes, yes. And adding your, your wisdom to the magazine and, and you're right. I mean, collectively, all of you together, I just feel like it's one amazing whew, every month. It's like, whoa, <laughs> get ready for February. <laughs> That's right. Now, is that going to drop on the 1st? Is that? On the 1st of February, if for, for, um, for if you sign up here, you it will come to you on the 1st of February in your email box. Definitely. Yeah. And may I also say it's very beautifully done. Very beautifully done. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I'm on a learning curve. <laughs> Canva is my friend. <laughs> <laughs> my new best friend forever. Canva. <laughs> I love Canva. I love Oh, Canva. yes. Yeah. I love Canva. Isn't it amazing how this is another thing I'd just like to, um, to say, and maybe you can talk about this, how being a coach, being a leader, being a guide, being a, um, holding that space and having your own business a one-woman one business and all of the parts of that business that you find yourself in where you didn't think you would be ever doing this. <laughs> you didn't think you'd ever be like, I didn't think I'd ever be in Canva. 
doing fonts. <laughs> but isn't it amazing where our businesses take us? Yeah. And the learning things that we learn for, um, up, up leveling our skill sets through Absolutely. our businesses. Every once in a while, you know how you have those Facebook memories. And I see some of the early things I put together and I was like, oh, that's cute. You know, because <laughs> <laughs> when they come flashing by, your memory oh, well, from three years ago. <laughs> I wasn't so good at it then, but okay, you know, that, that was a nice try. Good, good try, Trina. You know, so I'm, I'm. It's, it's fun to see the growth and the evolution. The growth. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Yes. But even the um, like the my coach Trina website. It's, you know, when I look at that, I'm like, oh, no, I've grown beyond that. So thank you for sharing the new one. But I don't want to let that go because it's part of my brand. And I could do some stuff, but, you know, there's only so many hours in the day. There's only so many hours. And what's important is we can get so sidetracked with the tech and the perfectionism of everything looking and feeling like it has to be because there's a lot of, other people doing amazing things and um yeah, yeah. what do you what uh, share on that if you'd like to a little bit about how you um stop yourself or how you train yourself to not be in that comparison mode with other people in the coaching industry because it's a big industry now listen listen yeah there is can i tell you laura there's a um, there's a t missing in the um I love that. I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like in my head. Where? I-N-S-T-U-T-E dot com. You see it? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. I'm back. So the, on it. the question was about comparison. So yeah, this Thanks, is actually... <laughs> Um, one of the lessons. I'm a work in progress. <laughs> no, oh, listen, I typos are my life, but I was like, that's going to be a link. I should probably tell it. Um, but there's a lesson in my book about running your own race. Um, ah, yes, running your own race. Yeah, because I love that. Um, it's called It's Not a Race, It's Not a Race, and um, part of the like. This is what okay. I gotta read this. I You're gonna read this it. One stamped on my forehead backwards, so I could see it every time I look in the mirror. Seriously, when I think about how much time I've wasted comparing myself to others, it makes me sad. I bet you're either nodding your head or cringing right now because you know what I'm talking about. As I grew up, I started overcompensating for my painful past. I was trying to live up to high expectations my family family lovingly bestowed upon me. I truly thought I could do anything. And I know the love and confidence helped me to soar. I'm so grateful. However, I took on this notion that I couldn't let my family down and caused me to be more competitive than I should have been instead of just enjoying life. Some, somewhere along the way, I decided it was a race and that I was losing. Even as I accomplished things, I, I would barely pause to acknowledge the success before I rushed on to the next thing. Even now, I catch myself comparing myself to others and negating my own accomplishments. I know you feel me on this. But it's never too oh, late yes. to choose a new story. Um, 
In the 2016 Olympics, I watched one runner, runner lose her race because she kept turning her head. You're losing time every time you're turning your head, you know, and then she lost. And yeah. was, even if it's a small yeah, second. Yeah. So you're losing time. So run your race and don't worry about like you are uniquely. God gave each of us a unique set of gifts and talents for us to do a thing in the world, to, to do multiple things because we have multiple seasons. And if you're running, if you're always comparing yourself to other people, then you're also not allowing yourself to really experience the brilliance of who you are today and mm. in this moment. Sorry, thank you for allowing that. Mm. Oh my gosh. I had to pause there because it's so, so powerful. And I'm going to download your book. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I really resonates in my heart with your book is that it's you talking to you, and it's not. It's you. It's a. It's a collective voice. It's a voice for the collective, and yet it's you sharing your thoughts of your writings for you, and it's 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 for all of us. Thank you. It's for all of us because that that piece that you just said about. It was because of your parents or because of your your carers who who could see the best in you and knew that you were really like amazing and so you were it was a hmm, you were how I see it, you were continually trying to live into their expectation. Yes. Now on the surface, it might be that we're thinking, oh, it's because of all the noise out there right now online and that everybody's clambering for attention. When we look more deeply into our own beliefs and, and our own story, um, there's always something else going on, isn't there, that we've grown up with or we've picked up as, 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 as a way of, of, of being in the world yeah. and it's not supportive. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that. That connects to a question you asked me earlier. That's funny. When you were talking about what people tell you, and and how you pick up the leaves yeah. over time. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it takes a lot of awareness and um, to really be on the ball with this and not allow ourselves to get sucked in to other people's versions or, or stories or uh, or fear of missing out. Yes. Yes. And also just, uh, you know, like, you know, a conversation I'm having with myself is, to let go of comparing what I make in my business to what my salary was and having that be a measure of success. Because the truth for me is it's moments like this. It's every time that I work with a client, every time a client gets in a new job or has an aha moment or lets go of something, that is priceless. And so if I were to only measure myself, which is what I was conditioned to do, measure myself by the external validators, you know, which is career, title, how much money's in the bank, all of those things, then I might never have made this step because I would have judged it as, well, you're, you, you won't be successful unless you surpass the salary that you made in your last job. This is another, we've got to have another show, Trina. <laughs> 
because this whole topic that you're talking about right now that's come up at the end of the show <laughs> is another show. It's how we how we identify what what we identify success as, how we identify yeah. success. Yeah. And it's so individual for it, it's it's we're fed a story, aren't we, of what success Absolutely. should look like. The social media doesn't help, you know. Those Instagram stories. I mean, people are only putting on the best, best. There's filters, Sarah, you know. You know, nobody um, talks about the challenges yeah. or the setbacks. You know, so we see the we see the perfect images of seemingly the perfect lives without knowing what relationships are like, what finances are like, what credit card loans are like, all of it. So um, yeah, yep, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Wow. Another show. You're going to come back, yes, aren't you? <laughs> talk you. about this. Talk about success. I'd love that. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for being oh, here on the Women of Power today. Thank you for having This has been a blast. I really, it's been great. Yeah. It's so great to, to, for you to share and to, to hear you and know what you're doing in the world. It's really powerful. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you for having this space. Thank you for what you're doing to allow and create the platform for women leaders to shine, women CEOs. Yes. So I yes. know that, um, I mean, that that magazine is, it's not like five pages, y'all. It's a lot. It's, oh, no, no, no. You know, no, no. And <laughs> the fact that it's online is you get to kind of navigate it. So um, just a lot of brilliance and I know you work really hard at it. So thank you for creating. Mm. On behalf of my colleagues, thank you for, for doing what you do oh thank you trina and for being in the magazine for being the light that you are for coming on the show and for coming back i'm thanking you for coming back <laughs> to talk about success absolutely and for for you if you're watching at whatever time and moment whether it's live or um at a future time, thank you for being here, for being a part of this Women of Power show, for being woven into the, 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 the consciousness of, of this conversation, this powerful conversation that we've had today. You can find Trina here at her new website, Just Do You Institute spelt correctly, and, and also at her Facebook group, Just Do You. And you can reach out to Trina and uh, discover more about her coaching, her work, and her, her support for leaders awesome. um, to shine their light. Awesome. And on my website, there's also a free free download. It's called the Career Decision Tools Toolkit. I've, I've created a methodology Great. to look at two scenarios and then kind of weigh out logically what might be a good move for you. So that's a free gift. Perfect. That's so good because that's like, oh, if I did it that way or I did it that way. Yeah. Yep. yep. Brilliant. Thank you, Laura. Thank you again. Thank you, everyone, for being here. And thank you, Trina. And we'll be back with another Women of Power show next week. And, um, and watch out for Trina in the near future coming back on the show. Bye for now. Bye. -bye. <laughs>